Welcome back, boys and girls. Pick Your Poison Podcast, week one. We got hogs, we got ribs, we got the entire SEC. Throw in some Notre Dame, Ohio State juicy action. We're coming off a solid week zero. We're here to give you the juicy locks for week one. Let's ride. better than I thought. I'll say I'll go ahead and say it's it. Good football. If you would have told me kind Nebraska and Northwestern would have had me glued to the TV for a solid like three and a half hours and wasn't I wasn't gonna like take a nap at some point during it, I would have I would have like shook in your hand right then in the moment and and been so happy with it. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it, I'm glad that game was good because that Vandy uh, Hawaii game was an absolute stinker. And Vandy looked like world beaters out there. <laughs> Vandy, Vandy. Okay, pick your poison. Week one rankings: Northwestern one, Vandy two, um, and 133 Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii, <laughs> the worst football team I think I have ever as seen. far back as you can put Hawaii. <laughs> say, I'm, I'm just glad I only kept up with the score on that game. <laughs> I, uh, I kinda it like, was miserable to watch. I, all honesty, uh, I've been putting in some points for football season leading up to this with Mrs. Bagman. We had Rose and Croquet Party two weekends ago, which was fun, but the name is Rose and Croquet. You get it. Ten-year high school reunion. Apple, a- apple picking. Yeah, <laughs> apple, picking apple picking done. At a high school reunion last weekend. It's football season now, but so I was I wasn't able to watch the Hawaii Vandy game, which I mean I didn't miss much. I did. I was able to look and I saw it in the first quarter. Hawaii was up seven nothing. I was feeling pretty good about my Hawaii plus nine bet, and then the wheels fell off and Vandy ran for like three hundred and eighty-five yards on Hawaii shooting. But yeah, it was it was so bad. I almost like contemplated having Hawaii as a like constant fade team all year. But then I saw they were sixteen-point underdogs to Western Kentucky this year, so I'd have to lay sixteen with Western Kentucky on island. Honestly, to be able to capitalize you on that. Might have to. I mean, I'm, it, that could still be on the card come Saturday. But yeah, week zero was fun. It was a great. How, how, wait, how do we all end up? Um, I, I was one and one. You were one and one. I was three and four. I started three and zero, oh, and then after I stopped watching football, went zero oh and four down the stretch. I tweeted this out, but Lane really wanted me to have a hot start and then to lose out towards the end. Just to um, four call, game. it was a cautionary tale for the Rebs to not get too hot, not get too high on yourself to start the season when the back half of the schedule was brutal and you could maybe go zero and four like myself. So it was really just doing Lane a favor to show the team what not to do when you have an easy when you go undefeated to start. Burt actually had three and one, baby. three and one had a there great, just nice and easy. You were a nice uh, two hundred eighty-five yard drive right down the center, just. Write what you want. Nothing, not bombs. Textbook, textbook. Yeah, textbook. You didn't have any <laughs> bombs that hit, but you were right there. Textbook, start of the season. Pullman, as is tradition, hit his plus 400 Northwestern money line to start the day. So that was juicy. He kind of... Money like, line king. Money line king. He did have Hawaii money line and Charlotte money line to, on the back end of the day that weren't even close. But Icarus. 
Yeah, got a little bit close to the sun there, old privateer. But yeah, he. I mean, a plus four, a four to one winner to start the day will always give you a plus. So you and me were, I guess you you lost the juice on one. I was down one point one units. Bert up two units, and Pullman's up like three or four units with his money line Jesus pick. So just a dip of the toe in the water to start it off. But we got week one here, boys and girls. We can get right into the games. I don't want to hold anything back. No more bullshit. We've waited long enough for big-time football. We got juicy games starting on Thursday night. Boomer, what's leading us off? Uh, so first games, West Virginia uh, versus Pitt. Pitt's minus 7.5 point. Total is set at 51.5. Yeah, the backyard brawl. People forget, backyard big, brawl. Big rivalry. Huge rivalry. It's uh, 12 years since the last backyard brawl. Wow. Um, it's in the Steelers stadium. Just... Does Pitt play in the Steelers' stadium? Like, is, is that their I home think, stadium? I think, I think, I think so. they do. So Kenny Pickett just never had to move. Yeah, literally. He just he his his locker is still there from his college days. Exactly. <laughs> Keeps the same locker. But do they have a separate locker room for them? Or? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I mean, they'd have to have the home and away locker room still. I don't think they have. I don't know. I feel like NFL players are probably really picky about their yeah, locker. Like, don't touch yeah. my shit well, on Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. yeah, there's no way because they'd have to take all their shit. They out. definitely coordinated it to where like every home game the Steelers had would be a pit away game. So there's never like. The same the same locker room was used twice on back to back games the same yeah. weekend if that makes sense. But yeah, so it, I guess it's technically a pit home game. I saw it was in the Steelers stadium, so I thought maybe it was like a neutral site thing. But it's pit home game. Pit what was the spread here? Seven, Seven and, and, a and a half. I don't know. Pit lost Kenny Pickett, lost their stud wide receiver Jordan Addison to USC. I think he like led college football in touchdowns last year. And their offensive coordinator went to uh, went to Nebraska from last year, so they lost a lot, a lot of turnover. Bert, what do you see here? Like, I, I know this is also the the USC quarterback bowl um, with Keaton Slovis at Pitt transferring in, and I guess JT Daniels by way of Georgia, by way of USC on the other sideline. If we get Jackson Dart and the Rebs somehow play one of these teams in a bowl game, it'll, we'll have a human syntax <laughs> of, of, of USC. All three teams need to play at once. Yeah, Let's just figure that out. exactly. Just a just incestuous QB situation from from USC. But Burr, what do you? I mean, what's your read here? Opening night, big game, backyard brawl. What you got? God, I have absolutely no idea. Come on, and I that's think weak. I think this year when I have absolutely no idea, I'm taking it over. Oh. Why not? Spicy. Yeah. Um, West Virginia's defense is allegedly very porous. Yes, that's fact. And um, then you add in, but then again, Pitt's offense. How fluid is it going to be? Lost your offensive coordinator. And then you have Keaton Slovis. Yeah. They don't call him Slovis for nothing. He starts slow. Yeah. Maybe so. Should I go under? <laughs> under first quarter. There we go. Uh, so just give me that over. I really don't know much about this game. Yeah. The Pitt. Lost like a lot of their offense, like I said with Pickett, the wide receiver, and their OC. Uh, but their defense was number one in the country in sacks last year, and they returned like all those guys. So I think the defense for Pitt's pretty solid. But West Virginia bringing in JT Daniels and Graham Harrell from USC, we're talking this is just an absolute incestuous loop of USC connections in this game. Uh, so, I don't know. I can see a lot of points there. West Virginia's definitely going to sling it. They were a defensive running team last year. JT and Graham Harrell are going to be slinging all over the yard. I like Pitt here. 
I don't know much about – I think, you know, the quarterbacks, I assume both are worse than Jackson Dart because he beat them out last year. Or I guess he forced – him signing made JT Daniels leave. And then he beat Slovis out last year. So he's better than both of them. Defense is the real thing I'm going to here. Pitt's bringing everyone back. So I know they're laying seven and a half. I like our system here of seven and a half points makes you want to take the underdog with that extra half point juice. So flip it on its head. Give me Pitt minus seven and a half. Boomer, what you got? Uh, well, you took the words out of my mouth. This Ooh. this is a system play, and, and and I will continue to do this unless there's something <clears throat> that's kind of standing out that's like red flag why I should not do that. Yeah. So system play for me here. Pitt seven and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'll, 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 I'll give you all the points. You can't defeat the system. No, okay, I like that, though. I like So you're tracking that system all year. Can I mark yes. you up for that? I yes. Want, I want, like, I do think... Yeah, well, yeah no, we'll, uh, I, what I'll do is whenever we submit my card, I will put system Yeah, play. not necessarily. It'll be... We'll have to wait closer till lines get, like, released on Saturday before we know for sure if it's seven and a half. What do you, so let's lock it in though. Seven well, let's also remind them what the what the system is. Yeah, so I mean, like we said, it's, it's that extra juice. So seven and a half points makes you want to take the underdog. Three and a half points makes you think like, oh, that's a field goal, a little more than a field goal. I think it's going to be a close game. That's what Vegas wants you to think. So the system is there. Are you taking every seven and a half, every three and a half? Or are you going to go uh, past in, that? Unless I... I, unless unless I have a strong feeling the, uh, going the opposite, yeah. I will stick with that. But I think it only stick. I feel like once you get to like fourteen, yeah. twenty, like I, once you get to that high, so, so many points are being scored. I'll, who knows? I have a similar system. I'm tracking this year as well. Let's do our own cards first, and then in the in the comments, like reply to yourself saying, "Also, this is the system plays this week," and we can keep track of like almost separate cards and see how the systems do over the course of the year. Um, so we're both on pit. Bert has the over in this game. Juicy Thursday. Well, I got the over, but I, yeah, like, I can't fail the system. Yeah, the si- and, yeah. If you, I mean, you get a system play like that, you jump right on it. Uh, so that's the Thursday night juicy game. There's a couple more juicy Thursday night games. We're gonna get right into Saturday though. Bert or Boomer, what's our next one? Yeah, so we'll start out with the uh, Oregon uh, versus UGA or Georgia. Uh, Georgia's minus 17, totals at 53 points. This is pretty juicy. This is a big um, – this also has storylines. Not only, like, a big game. I don't know where game day is. I guess game day's in Notre Dame, Ohio State. Yeah, but, I would say uh, so. Yeah, Jack, Jack Harlow. Harlow. Jack Harlow's the, the No game. way. <laughs> yeah, he's from Louisville, Kentucky, so I don't know what the connection is there. But, yeah, Jack he's Harlow. He's ESPN trying to yeah, – Yeah, bring in the – he's probably – he actually probably has the, uh, the like, whatever college football – song of the year is it's probably some Jack Harlow non-banger and so it's probably roping all that in but yeah this is a the other big game of the week uh Dan Lanning the new head coach of Oregon was yeah. the DC at Georgia last year okay okay you got Bo Nix is the quarterback at Oregon obviously at Auburn last year so he's familiar a lot of familiarity on the Oregon side with this Georgia team I don't give a shit I'm taking, look, this is going to be, I might even track this as a system too. Georgia, Bama, and Ohio State are light years better than everyone else in the country this year. At least for the beginning until, like, the books start catching up. I'm going to lay points with those teams. So, give me Georgia. I know 17 is a huge number, but I'm laying that. The game's in Atlanta too, so it's basically a home game for Georgia. Give me the dogs. Give me the quarterback returning. 
I know they lost a shit ton on defense, but I don't care. They they got five stars on deck over there. Give me the dogs in Atlanta. Burr, what you got? Is this Kirby's first game against a former assistant coach? Oh, you're going saving here? Yeah, I mean, like is, he, is he about to start his own his own streak? Mm. I mean, he he defeat, well, I guess he wasn't the first one. Well, he no. does. He wants to be saving. He wants to be saving so bad. And that's like Saban's big thing was defeating all of his assistants. Is it, is it Kirby's time? Well, although Kirby, but, I mean, first but, but one. also Saban beat him. But that's to true. clarify, it, he just beats them. He doesn't yeah. necessarily cover the spread. That's true. Well, also true. And um, then Jimbo takes yeah. a, a step further and covers the spread against every assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Next level. Hey, Saban, I'll raise you one. I'm going to cover the spread against every assistant. Uh, that'd be very new age of him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the college football is going to be like sponsored by DraftKings here in, in like by next year. So they're going to be roping in Kirby to the new system. I got Georgia first half here. Um, maybe because they're going to come out. I like that. show the big guns. Those five-star. I, I know they lost a lot of defense, but everyone is still a five-star on that defense. Um, and then you know Bo Nix is just not going to give up. The score could literally be 40-17, to 17, and Bo Nix is going to try his dear hardest to cover that game. Yeah, I went ahead and looked it up. Uh, Bo Nix's Auburn team scored 10 points <clears throat> against Georgia last year. At 34-10, to 10, Georgia beat Auburn last year, so I don't even know if that covered the spread, really, but yeah, I know Bo Nix didn't score very much to get to 10 points. So I, I, Georgia knows him. They, they're going to be able to game plan that. I don't see Oregon being able to score a bunch of points – Boomer, are you with us over here? I'm, I'm going down under on this one. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of think I, – I do not think it will be to the level of uh, – What is it, 53? 53. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it will not – it will not be like the Clemson opening game last year, which was, what, 10-3, to 3, yeah. I think. Yeah, which was absolutely stinker. It was, but, only the only, it was a defensive touchdown. was the only touchdown score. Yeah. But, but so kind of what I'm seeing there is – Phoenix, new offense, new school, everything. So he's going to be kind of coming into his own there and, you know, not exactly figuring everything out. And I, I think Georgia's just going to be able to not, you know, stop that. Well, yeah, and, I mean, Georgia's defensive coordinator is now at Oregon. So you would think that he at least has some ways to slow down that Georgia offense. I mean, he practiced against them, game planned against them, like, all last year. A lot of those guys return. He at least has some familiarity with what they're going to be trying to do. I do have one concern, and that is that Stetson, Stetson Bennett might still be drunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or at least hungover. As so. drunk, well, as that's he, good for the under. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, not for my first half bet. As you drunk, might need an entire half to get warmed up. He was super drunk on those like uh, those like talk good shows. Morning, yeah, yeah, Good Morning America the next day. I like that. I might add. I might add that to my card. I'm not going to do it just yet. Look for the cards on on Twitter. Come Saturday, Boomer, take us into our next game. All right, so next we got Utah uh, at Florida. Uh, Florida's catching two and a half over under set at fifty one points. Bert, what's your read here? I'm I'm gonna feel this one out. Uh, I my initial thought is to go Utah. I mean, their coach is a a, a guy of preparation. Kyle Whittingham, he's yeah. a dog. They you rarely hear about Utah losing those um, like look ahead games. I admittedly don't know too much about Utah. Are they returning a lot of people? Remember, Cam, remember Cam Rising? Yes. The cool quarterback name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's back. He's back. They return, I mean, they return a lot of guys. And everyone's all juiced about AR-15 at uh, Florida, but brand new head coach. What time is this game? Do we know? That's a night game it's on Saturday. Night. I don't like that. 
I'm still gonna go with Utah minus two and a half. Six o'clock on Saturday night, swamp and swamp at night. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean has Utah ever played in an environment like that? There might be a system coming through. Uh, my <coughs> someone was telling me they're supposed to be traveling to Florida. There might be some hurricane swampy weather, Ooh. which I well, think would favor. How about this swampy weather? Just this time of year, humidity in Gainesville, Florida, coming from yeah. coming from Utah, where there's zero percent humid thin ass air. It's going to be nighttime. It's going to be steamy in the swamp. Those boys in Utah, I mean, Kyle Winningham probably like somehow increased the humidity in their indoor practice facility because he's always like prepared for these type of games. He probably thought about that in advance. I'm I'm liking the game. I mean, also, uh, this just occurred to me. This is the this is the Urban Meyer Bowl. Wow. Utah versus Florida. Urban Meyer is going to be Urban Meyer's going to have his like a backwards flat bill. And some probably like an Aaron Hernandez jersey running around the the Florida student section, just grabbing every co-ed's ass in the student section, just being a, a total weirdo trying to pass like some college student trying to get lucky. I like Florida catching the points at home. I just give me the SEC team at home in a rocks environment at night to like lead off the season against a Pac-12 team. I know they were like. I love Utah. I almost took Utah. Like we last week, we gave out some, some like futures for the season and some conference championship winners. I almost took Utah to win the Pac-12 outright. I didn't. I'm, I'm still high on Utah for the season. But give me the SEC team, AR-15. Anthony Richardson. I've seen him in some like future draft boards as high as five overall. And I've also heard guys be like, oh, he's like my twelfth quarterback coming out next year. So I, just want to show those. I mean, he is a complete nut. He's a head case. Maybe the new head coach can rein him in. Getting Dan Mullen out of there can probably only be good for this team. He was complete chaos. I got Florida. Boomer, what you got? Uh, now, I, I'm going to actually follow you again uh, with Florida plus two and a half. Uh, I, I think Napier, new coach, and, and you automatically would have a statement win. Yeah. Like your first game. So, I mean, which I understand when you're a head coach, your first game you're always going to be hyped up for and you're going to be really dialed in. But I think especially especially now, uh, so I, I, I'll i take the two and a half. There's something three. about like a new head coach and like that new energy in a program. Well, and and, and, and it's also a similar thing with LSU. It's not a program that was devoid of talent. Yes. Like, like they, there was talent there. There was just other issues going on, which is why they were not – to the level that there's it's just whether they can all like acclimate by game one yeah. of the season yeah it's, yeah it's not necessarily that like if they lose this game well, and this is also system play also yes two and a half <laughs> two and a half that's begging you to take to lay the three uh yeah it's 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 not necessarily like if like with LSU if Brian Kelly loses his first game they're not gonna like like run him out of town because of that if if Napier loses this to the seventh ranked team in the country. They'll still give him plenty of time, but like it's a free shot. It's a free shot. They're gonna be playing loose and free. The pressure is all on Utah here. I like it. I like it, Boomer. Take us into our next game. The uh, so our next game we got Memphis uh, revenge game here. We got yes. Memphis at Mississippi State. State is a sixteen point favorite. Totals at fifty seven. I love it. This is my. I mentioned it earlier. This is my system play. So I'm tracking all year. Teams that are in a revenge spot, so they either lost a heartbreaking game to the team last year or got like screwed over by the refs in some way. Just a revenge factor where the team 
that I'm betting on has last year's game in mind to come back and, and revenge the loss that they had. So I know it's a big spread here. State's favored by 16. I'm laying those. Will Rogers is back in a third year of Leach's system. They're going to be dinking and dumping all down the field. I don't think Memphis' defense is going to be very good or at least not be able to like match an SEC-level offense. I'm laying the 16 here with State. Revenge factor, giving this my system play. Boomer, what are you thinking? Uh, well, I like State as well. The, oh, Lord. But, well, so, well, one, the revenge factor, like you said. But then, two, I, I think throughout the beginning of last year, I thought Rodgers is just dinking dime around, like really nothing. But then as the year went on, I kind of gained more respect for him as a quarterback. And I think that we'll continue to see him grow as a quarterback yeah. and play better. I, I mean, I think he'll be a probably top three or four quarterback in, in the SEC. He'll have, like, great stats. I'm sure he'll probably throw, like, a 75% completion percentage. Like, he'll have a ton of yards and stuff. I don't know if State's team as a whole, yeah. like, that'll result in a bunch of wins. But, yeah, I think, but, he, I, mean, but I, I think it'll be enough against Memphis yeah. is basically what I'm saying. And especially in the fact that they're playing in Starkville, too. Bert? Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> cue them up, baby. First off, I feel like Memphis is like going playing at the Liberty Bowl. First off, no one wants to make the Liberty Bowl. And then going to play in the Liberty Bowl in a regular season game is like a curse. Yeah. It is a terrible state. I think we play there in a, in a couple years. I'm already extremely scared. We'll probably have a brand new quarterback for that one. But I'm taking Mississippi State first quarter, get my money early. It's only three and a half first quarter. And like y'all said, I think they're, they're going to come in with this game plan real early, score an early touchdown. I think State's defense is going to be somewhat legit this year. They return really? a lot of guys on the back end. Uh, that defensive coordinator, Zach Garnett, maybe? Yeah, from San Diego State. Yeah, he's, he has a lot of respect. Like, I've heard, I hear a lot of people, you know, say good things about him. I thought he was going to go to, like, because, uh, like, Ohio State was looking for a new mm-hmm. D.C. They took Oklahoma State. I thought maybe, like, Oklahoma State might take him away from – from Mississippi State, he was a hot name in the industry for like oh, yeah. smaller coaching gig, head coaching gigs, and then like big time DC gigs. And those those six thirty p.m. cowbells, it takes a lot to get used to. But and I also feel like too that Leach has a little bit of pressure on him. Like if he yeah. has, if they have another lackluster year, they the, the, he'll start rumbling. Like is he the right guy? Like yeah. I, I, yeah, it, to a team that you should, you're. 16-point favorites, too. I, yeah, even a close loss to Memphis might start getting some Oh, yeah, no, a close loss would definitely get uh, going. Last year, it looked like State like had the game in the bag. And then that crazy uh, punt return punt, punt yeah, that was like fake down, and then Calvin Austin picked it up. And so Mississippi State like had control, and they took their foot off the gas. I think this year it's going to be, you know, pedal to the well, metal. Well, one thing, too, I just want to say. Not I, everybody else. No SEC team should be playing Memphis. No, and especially any SEC teams that or have any like a border, re- regional a connection a border, to them. Share a there's border with the no, state there's no benefit to it. They are going to be so hyped especially up for the games. Well, especially when it's at in Memphis, yes. they'll be so hyped up for it, and you have nothing to uh, win but everything to lose. Yes. And well, have we already said we are not playing them ever again, or? Ole Miss, some. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think we saw <laughs> when we lost them. Especially if they're not gonna play some basketball. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you did like a like a two for one, like y'all play us twice in Oxford, and then like also schedule us like in bat, which like I don't even really care about basketball either. They haven't made a tournament, or they haven't been like really competitive or 
Yeah. Significant no. in basketball in years either. So like, no, I don't. I don't know if we've come out and said like we will never play you ever again. But they're it, like Tennessee uh, football. For they were basketball. if that if they like announced one of those like they usually announce these like fifteen years in advance. If they came out and were like in twenty thirty seven we're traveling to the Liberty Bowl to play, I'm like I'd be like hell no like, no. I'd be coming at Keith Carter with his head on a stick. I'd be a happy camper if I never have to set foot in that stadium again. Yeah. All right, so what's the uh, are are we into the are we into the late night games here? Yes, I, I believe it's time to, to uh, oh. place a call to our uh, all right, well, good well, friend Pullman. It's it's Pullman Profiteer time for his favorite games of the week. Let me get him on the cellular. Pullman, what is up? Nothing much. Uh, just. You know, doing some research, uh, week zero is great. Yeah. Did, have you handwritten your thank you note to Scott Frost for kicking that onside kick? Uh, you know, it'll come out later. Just just send him the, the like, Yellow Pages job listings for, like, some analyst team for Bama when they come out. I think he would be great on this show, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He can be a, a intern. Yeah, he'd have the start of the intern level. <laughs> maybe, maybe in your thank you note, you could give as a as a like thank you. You could be like, we'll we'll give you a nice kickoff to your what your your next gig is like a a TV analyst on the podcast. Let him get his well, no, we'll we'll get him a ratings boost on like uh, Vice Sports or something or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he'll it. he'll get a little QR or a little like uh like like Q rating bump for being on the pod. But yeah, that was electric. That was a nice. Uh, I mean, classic four unit. If, if Charlotte or Hawaii would have pulled out, you'd have been really dancing. Yeah, but uh, you, you know how it goes when when you start picking those games early. You know, I didn't know Nikosi Perry would just kill everyone, but I think you know group of five. I mean, who saw? Who really saw Nikosi Perry coming through like that? Clearly not I. Uh, so, what, what game are we jumping into first? <laughs> yeah, uh, Boo. What's our first game? Uh, so, I think the first one that Pullman wanted to talk about was uh, La Tech at Mizzou. Mizzou catching twenty points here, or giving up twenty points here. Yeah, uh, I, I just have a feeling from. Um... Last year, wasn't it Law Tech that gave State the ultimate scare where State had yeah. to score like 20 yeah, points in one. three minutes? Yes. I think this Mizzou team's worse. I really don't know much about Louisiana Tech, but you know I'm a big trend guy. So, uh, you know, give me the 20 points here. Let's let's uh, let's just hope they can um, r- ride out the game with that. Yeah, Law Tech, I think, fired their head coach. And they, like, they had a bunch of those games last year. They... They scared state. They scared NC State. They 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 were like right on the cusp early on of beating some like big teams. And they, they only won like four games. Yeah, they well, they they only won like yeah. They did not have a great season. They kind of fell apart in the end. I think a lot of those like close losses, to, like when they had a chance of a big upset, kind of shook them a little bit. But a new coach coming in, I think he's a little bit of like an air raid guy. They got a quarterback transfer in who kind of fits his system. So no, I totally see it. Missouri definitely stinks. I am. We, we took the Vandy over two and a half wins last year, or last week on the pod. They We got Hawaii, so that was big. We had circled the Missouri game as kind of like a question, mark. a question mark. Like, if they were to win an SEC game, that's pretty much it. Like, that's kind of like, Bert, you had the what? Like, under? Under a conference win, but 
I also took Vandy's season total over with y'all. Okay, so I mean they could hit both. Which, of those. Yeah, hit early. Yeah, hit both. And, and they they really only have one chance. Really, I mean maybe South Carolina too. But Missouri's their big one. I'm I'm with you, Pullman. I I don't see how Missouri can be favored by 20 points against any team. I know it's at home, but like, drink Dorkowitz is a dead man walking. <laughs> that stadium's gonna probably have like 10,000 people in it. It's a cakewalk. For them, they're, they're going to win the game. But I think La Tech, with a new coach, is going to be a little fired up playing an SEC team to start the season. But, no, I, I'm, I'm on La Tech here, too. Not not necessarily any particular reason besides I'm fading Missouri this year. Bert, do you ever read on this game? Yeah, I actually just looked it up, and it, and it dawned on me that Louisiana Tech's head coach is that Sonny Cumbie guy from Texas Tech. Oh, so Ari, yeah, he, he was an area guy. Exactly. Ended the year uh, with a win against Mississippi State. In the Liberty Bowl. Whoa. Yeah, so big offensive guy. The last big head coach from Louisiana Tech, Sonny Dykes. So they're going back to the Sonny. Yes. And I think they uh, yeah, I think they easily covered Missouri in that dork. Yeah. Sonny Cumbie beats a guy named Eliah Dorkwitz. Yes. Every day of the every week. Every day of the week. I love or at that. least covers that man. I love that. Pullman, anything else on this one? Uh just my last thing. I'm ESPN FPI. It says like the money line on this should be plus eight hundred, and it's giving Louisiana Tech like a twenty three percent chance of winning. So, I mean, it, it feels like ESPN saying that they they think Missouri's in this line is off. I like I like those numbers. Wait, are you sprinkling there on the money line then at eight to one? I I'll put it in the tickler file. We'll, we'll see if it's tweeted out on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that could be a, that could be a juicy. I guess uh, is that a start to Saturday? Is that an early game? Uh, that's a that's a Thursday night off. game. Oh yeah, that's Thursday night. Yeah, we, we, we went back in time. Hey, you started the, you started week zero with a juicy money line winner. Maybe start week one with a juicy money line winner. Oh oh, this is tomorrow. Oh man, that that be alert on Twitter. Is that about to say, <laughs> about to say, no, no, he's on. This changes everything. Yeah yeah, turn polling profiteers notifications to loud on the Twitter sphere. Those things need to be locked and loaded come, like, if, if people are getting off work at 5, that needs to be locked in by, like, 4.55. Some cats from Rustin. Yeah, just a couple of dogs. All right, uh, Boomer, take us into our next one. All right, well, if anyone's wondering, I'm just going to fade y'all, and I'm going to take Mizzou minus 20. But okay, Just for the sake I, of fading? Oh, I thought you said you were on La Tech. I, I was initially, but then all of y'all took uh, – uh, Law Tech, so I've got, we, we, we can't have a consensus yeah, quake here. Uh, so the next game we got we got Notre Dame versus Ohio State. Ohio State's minus seventeen, totals at fifty nine. Pullman, what, what what you thinking here? Yeah, I I just again I, I think this is way too many points. I I think that the the higher Notre Dame, the internal higher is everyone supported it. Um, they, I think they had a better recruiting class than what Brian Kelly did. Catching seventeen, I like it here. Yeah, this is this is a very similar to that um, to that Georgia Oregon game in like a lot of ways. The new Oregon head coach was the DC at Georgia last year. The Notre Dame head coach played was the DC at Notre Dame last year, but he played at Ohio State. The spreads are both seventeen. One team's like obviously a national title contender. The other team is trying to be like a scrubby underdog. Not so fast, though, Pullman. I don't give a shit about, like, there's too many points. I said this earlier in the show. Georgia, Bama, and Ohio State are light years ahead than anyone else. 
I'm going to lay the points until like I be am proven wrong. Give me Ohio State. They're going to score a shit ton. I also like the over here. Ohio State, obviously, returning their wide receivers. The C.J. Stroud is quarterback. They're going to be able to score enough. And Notre Dame's secondary is down from last year. They had the safety that got drafted by the Ravens in the first round. Secondary is not super tight. So I think Ohio State will be able to score. And if you remember, Michigan ran the ball down Ohio State's throat at the end of the year. I think Notre Dame's going to have to run the ball with their good O-line and running back to be able to like keep pace. So I think Ohio State can set the pace and Notre Dame can score enough with the running game, power run, to hit the over of 59. So give me Ohio State to cover the 17 and over 59. Boomer, what are you reading here? Right. So is this, is this at Ohio State or is this it a is, yeah. side it's, game? No, it's in the horseshoe. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. never mind. Okay. Um, in Columbus. Yeah, no. Jack, I, I, Jack Harlow. I, 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 I agree with you. I, I think Ohio State is one of those top three teams that were there clear-cut above everyone else. And at home, the big statement when to start your year. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give up 17 like, points. I, I like Marcus Freeman a lot. I think Notre Dame's in good hands. They're recruiting at a high level. He seems like a super dynamic head coach. That's a lot to walk into your first game. Exactly. At, having which would be your biggest game on, on, on the year, now, no matter when it was. Pullman, I, I do think that, like like I said, he, he played at Ohio State. He, he, he In the in one of their um, weekly press conferences, he literally was asked about the 17-point spread and like start it and wrote it down and said, I'm going to like motivate my team. So the team definitely knows what the spread is, if anything. So worst case, if they're down late, they could be like, well, coach did say we're 17 points underdog. Maybe we can just cover that line. So maybe the boys rallying for their coach as a alumni of the other school knowing the spread, maybe they'll play for him. Hey, anything like that could play. My one thing, though, is I get what you're saying about the team's cut above, but like, Ohio State laid a couple stink. I mean, they lost to Oregon last year. They're they're capable of laying stinkers. So. Yeah, Oregon ran down their throats too. Like like that's how you score against Ohio State is to just just bully ball them, bigger, faster, stronger them, and try to run down the throats. But I, like I said, Ohio State can definitely score with them. That's why I like the over so much. Bert, what's your read on this game? Yeah, what's popping? The horseshoe is going to be popping. <laughs> Jack Harlow, shout out. Um, I think it's a terrible idea to try to motivate your team with the spread of a game. Because then they have, like, in their head the whole time, like, oh, loser's 17 points. Yeah, it's kind of a loser's mentality. Bandy mentality, some might say. Very much so. But I think that's just such a stupid idea to tell them, like, oh, yeah, they're 17 and a half points better. That kind of puts in the minds of the players, like, oh, shit, yeah, they are better. Well, maybe maybe they get down, like, 10 nothing early, and they're like, well, we're still technically winning against yeah, the spread. Yeah, and that's not the way you should play football. Um, I do like that revenge factor for Notre Dame that you uh, – or semi-revenge factor that for Notre Dame, like you pointed out, Pullman. But, uh, yeah, the horseshoe's going to be popping. Give me Ohio State, 17 and a half. Yeah, at night in the horseshoe, that's just a that's just a snake pit to walk into for a first-year head coach. We're, I guess all the this side of the pod is all on Ohio State. Pullman on an island out there. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Let's get into our next one. All right. Uh, so the next one we have is uh, Cincinnati at Arkansas. Arkansas's minus six and a half. Totals at fifty-two. I mean, I think you know where this podcast aligns. Uh, we talked about it last week with the Arkansas, you know, season-long win total of over seven. We 
my whole thought process was their out-of-conference schedule is tough, but they're, the, the teams themselves aren't actually that good. Cincinnati losing Ritter, starting quarterback. He's looking good in Atlanta right now. They lost uh, Sauce Gardner. He's a stud with the Jets. Signing, you see his uh, his his new deal with Buffalo Wild Wings. No, that's they're gonna not have, awesome. they're gonna have a sauce sauce. Wow, Cincinnati totally failed not giving him a nice nil. Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings. Cincinnati probably wasn't too ahead of the curve on the nil game mm-hmm. where they could give him a, a spur of the moment deal with with B Dubs. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, the Rebs and the Hogs are obviously rivals here. But I'm I'm like very high on Arkansas this year. I think that that their offense could be dynamic with KJ coming back for his third year. And the defense is has had a lot of turnovers. At one point I was terrified that y'all might not have any secondary, like no defensive backs. But then you all just got all of LSU's best players. Yeah, LSU got a guy from Georgia. We have a linebacker What's from Alabama, Drew Sanders, that in a press conference today, Nick Saban said, would start at Alabama. I couldn't tell you the last time we had a linebacker that would start Alabama, our other linebacker, we only played two at a time, is like 60 tackles away from Bumper the Arkansas. Pool. Yeah, from the Arkansas record. Who can forget Bumper? He's smash that in the per- first four games. Has Bumper gotten his doctorate yet, or what? Uh, he's on his third right now, pulling. Respect, respect. He's probably in the law school program. I saw, point. I saw Saban's comments today about that uh, Sanders guy mm-hmm. being like he would, he would have started here if, if he would have like stayed. I had to Google where that guy. I thought he was in the NFL or like he just like left early as like a backup because the guys in front of him were so good. I didn't know that he had transferred. I, I saw that he was at he Arkansas now. Like he transferred to I would, Arkansas. I would say take that with a grain of salt because that that's definitely a motivational yeah. thing on whoever whoever uh, position or that's, who's starting there right now. Yeah, at Bama. Yeah. yeah, I mean he played a lot at Bama too. Yeah, he had a little bit of injury that kind of kept him off the field, but. He's going to be very, very good. So y'all are repping dual white linebackers? Dual white linebackers with That's shooter it. sleeves, I believe. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> We're not going to know who is actually tackling. Well, there's one really like athletic looking dude, and his name is Drew Sanders, and then there's a, a, a bowling ball whose name is Bumper Pool. They, they might. Well, Bumper looks pretty athletic. He's kind of thin. They, Has Bumper, he thin? Bumper might break the uh, tackles record by game three because they're accidentally, accidentally going to give Drew Sanders tackles to Bumper. So, okay. Pullman, I think we've obviously stated our side here. I know Bird's on the hall. Wait, I'm not done stating my side. Continue. You have the floor. The the easiest bet that I would place on this podcast, or I have placed on this podcast, was Arkansas 7.5, and I did not think I would eat my words so quickly when this line came out. I've got it at 5.5, I believe. What do you have written down? 6.5? Yeah, 6.5, yeah. I've got it at 5.5. I've already placed my bet. I'll probably take 6.5 if it goes up to 7.5. I'm taking that as well. We're going to be very, very, very good this year. Cincinnati loses way too much on their secondary, like we've already talked about. K.J. Jefferson, we're going to run the ball down their throat just like Alabama did. And we're just going to keep running, keep running, keep running. I think the the total at 52 is right exactly where it needs to be. But I think that's because we win 42-10. to 10. Pullman? Uh, I, have, I have a question. Can you find this prop for me on uh... – over under face mask that KJ is going to break in this game because I think he might just like run through the whole Cincinnati team himself. Speaking of face masks, have y'all seen those new helmets that people are wearing? No. Like, like the no helmet was like the no bar across. No. They look like futuristic. No, there's no bar across. And so it's just a face mask and then the helmet like ends right here. 
Like everyone wears a visor. I've seen wig. I've seen the practice helmets that go over the helmets. Yeah, the little the bubbles on. They look like a mushroom head. Yeah, no, these are these are real ugly. I think if KJ sees any linebacker in those, that helmet is coming off. <laughs> no, but of course I, I'm all over Arkansas. The, the only thing I left I had to add is, do we ever figure out is it is it better to be the most underrated or a surprise team? I think I think a sleeper team might slightly be better than an underrated team because yeah. sleeper implies like. We would not be too surprised if you either a like made the Sugar Bowl or won the championship game. Underrated means like yeah, like Vandy could be every game. Vandy could be underrated. Yeah, but like Vandy couldn't be a yeah, sleeper almost team. anyone could yeah. be underrated. Sleepers are gonna make some noise. Yes, I, I, Boomer, you nailed it right there. Yeah, it is a hot debate topic though, yeah. in the I, streets. As far as like preseason, like t- win total goes, and to what I think Arkansas. Can be they're by far the biggest underrated team and sleeper because I feel like y'all's win total was was actually disrespectful and I I mean I I know there's some questions about defensive line with y'all but I do not think that's going to come up in this game Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you will see that more be an issue with SEC play but we'll get to that when we have Mm to Uh, so yeah no I I like y'all minus six and a half. Which is against the system play, but yeah. however, I just love Arkansas. This that year. was that was like a that's the one like you had an asterisk. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. I did not want to say I'm always sticking to it, the, but there's that, outliers. But but when especially when it's an SEC team that we kind of know, I, I I feel really good about this. Uh, so yeah, I think everyone's on Arkansas on this. Mm, that's a little, uh, that's uh, a little scary. scary. Which I don't I don't quite love. 83 percent of the money. I know it's only it's only Wednesday right now, but a lot of money coming in on Arkansas. I think Cincinnati's ranked number twenty-three out of just solely based on making the college football playoff. Just a little year. bit of like yeah. a hat, yeah, like a job last year. Yeah. You you can have a number by your name for a little bit. We're at nineteen. I love being nineteen. Nineteen is that team you don't really ever think about. No one thinks about the team, the teams between like sixteen and nineteen. Yeah, those are the teams that sneak up. They're all the same. I'll say the twenty-one yeah. also. Yeah, I mean the Reds are twenty-one. That's also right where you kind of want to be. Sixteen to twenty-one. Right where you want to be. That's all. Yeah, that's a good. Those are uh, well. Maybe not, maybe not sixteen, but those are all good blackjack numbers too. Uh, Pullman. Any other notes on this one? Uh, no, that's all I got. Well, we, we, well, we, we haven't quite touched on the biggest game of the week yet that you'll be very intrigued by. You won't be there in person, but Boomer and I will be there in person. We got the Rebs facing off against the Troy Trojans. Boomer is no longer worried about Trojans. Pullman might still be worried about some Trojans, <laughs> but they're 21 and a half. Pullman, do you have a read on the Reds game? So, over under, you guys 57, right? 57 and a half? Yes. Yeah. Is that the play? Because, like, Troy's not going to score more than 10, and Ole Miss probably isn't going to put up more than 40. Yep. I have, right? I, yeah, I have the under circled as well. That's what I'm thinking, under here. So it, you know, I'm going to probably end up playing the under. I don't love it because I, I always try and talk myself up bets for the Ole Miss game, but. I, I did well with over-under last year, and I think the under's the point. The Rebs were a huge under-team last year. Everyone sees Kiffin on the on the card and thinks like, oh, he's going to score a million points. But our defense was solid. Our defense is even better this year. Troy is starting a JUCO quarterback who, like, obviously couldn't get a, a, a SEC or Power 5 offer at a JUCO, had to go to Troy. They actually, sneaky fact, they got a transfer from West Virginia. His name is, like, Daigie. Or something, he leads the FBS in total passing yards in his career, but he only transferred in like two weeks ago. 
So he hasn't been with the team long enough. He'll probably be the starter by like week three or four, or maybe even next week. But he's not starting this week. They're starting that Juco guy. Troy will not score. Their defense is supposed to be pretty salty. Their new head coach was the linebackers coach at Kentucky, who's supposed to be like a good recruiter, but he's a defensive guy. I think there's enough defense there. The Rebs are still figuring out the quarterback situation. I think we'll run the ball a bunch. We have a stable of running backs that we love. I think we're just going to run down their throats and score like 40 points. But they, like you said, they probably only scored 10 or 13 points. So I love the under, but I'm also laying the 21 and a half with the Rebs. So I have two thoughts here. Troy's offense obviously is not very good. I don't think they're going to score. But because the Rebs are still feeling out the quarterback situation, I could see both quarterbacks getting some action. And whoever that second quarterback is, is going to be trying to still like put his mark on, make it hard on Kiffin at least, to name that starter. So he's going to be slinging it, trying to score whenever that backup, whoever it is, Luke Altmaier, comes in. So the Rebs are going to keep the pedal to metal. Even if it's close in the second half, I think we extend over that 21.5. So give me the Rebs, minus 21.5, and the under. I know those contradict, but I love it. Boomer, what you got? Yeah, see, I'm going to take the full game over for, for, for some of the same facts that you just said. The fact that there still is a quarterback controversy and I, I, I think Kiffin's going to let them go out there and really to figure it out because, one, okay, if one of them gets hurt, the decision's made for you. Yep. If, if they really are that close, then it's it, it really doesn't matter in his mind. He just needs someone to make a decision. And so I think it'll be that we will even, even if we're kicking their ass, we will see them playing in th- into the second half. Yeah, into the fourth. I, okay, you talk about it. Changing this up. Give me the Rebs minus 21.5. Give me the Troy team total under whatever that is. And the Rebs team total over yeah, whatever I like that, that is. I like, I, don't, I, I like that. I don't want to mess with either full game, under, over, whatever. I know that Troy isn't going to score more than 14 points, and the Rebs are going to score over like 35 points. So, yeah. I, I think this, this is, the this is going to be just a nice victory. It's going to be, it, it's it, gonna be, it's gonna be like Burt week one, week zero. Just like the classic, nice. You're, you're After not, the game, we will not be talking about the game. No, you're yeah, exactly. Unless something you're crazy. Gonna, you're not gonna be pissed. Like you're not, you're not gonna be like overly excited. We 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 we're gonna route them. Yes, it's gonna, gonna be. Route them. Yes, and we're not even gonna like talk about this come next week. Bert, talk about your hogs. What's Miss Bert think about these revs? Oh, Miss Bert is. Uh, she's pretty high on the revs. She'll be there as well with y'all. Mm. Personally, this. Uh, Mr. Bird doesn't have much of a read on this game. I'm going to get a little cute. Hopefully the Wi-Fi reception is good in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium because I think the Reds get off to a little bit of a slow start with the whole new quarterback thing. And if that line just drops down a little bit, I'll take that. Or, like, if I can take, like, the cover the spread in the, in the second quarter. Something like that. I might yeah. get a little cute with the Razorbacks. I think it might start a little weird. What's your slow. number? What's your number that you would – Press them in on a reps bet. Because right now, with the first quarter, it was like seven and a half, yeah. first quarter or something, yeah. I, I didn't really like. So maybe the first couple drives, dive, it, you know, it kind of dies down. Uh, maybe y'all don't convert a fourth and three from your own 35-yard line, yep. and Troy gets a field goal out of it. That's when I push the button. So if the line gets down to like 14, 15? Yeah, yeah, I even go 17. I go up to 17. Like, give me a little potential push, which I don't think I'll even push on 17. Last year, like, you know, we kind of had a – we knew it was going to be KJ, but 
we had a new quarterback last year, and Rice kind of gave us our run for our money. Yeah. You called me at halftime, you're like, Bert, do I take the Hogs mindset? And I was freaking out because I thought we were about to be in another Chad Moore situation. I said, no, we easily covered the actual entire 17-point spread. I think it might be a little bit of a situation like that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, Bert, Bert brings it home to the Hogs. Yeah, always. <laughs> hey, it's, it's the Hogs' world. It's the Hogs' you got to relate. It's the only thing hey, you know. I, I, I'm, in a, I'm in Ole Miss territory. And of all, all the talk I've had to hear, especially since the end of June. I'm, I'm, wait, what happened? What happened, what happened in June? June? I was getting ready. I bought a house. Yeah. <laughs> I was moving in. Everyone, all the reps fans were congratulating yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Too much reps talk when you were buying. I'm your busy. House. Take, I'm too busy taking the high road, or I'm sick of taking the high road. It's all about the hogs. <laughs> all right, Pullman. Any other any other uh, notes on this game or games you like on the week? Uh, no, I, I, I might throw out uh, some more picks on the card. That's all I got for right now. All right, brother. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next week. And make sure, I'm serious, Thursday afternoon, I need to see some picks on the, some money lines. All right, I'll, I'll fire off the arms when it happens. All right, appreciate it, brother. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. All right, boys and girls, those are the Saturday games, but there's a juicy Sunday night teaser for us. Uh, Boomer, what is the late night Sunday game? Yeah, so we... Down in New Orleans, we've got Florida State facing off against LSU. LSU's minus three and a half points, 51 and a half point total. And one thing I'll just say before we get into it is 80, 85% of the bets are net currently on LSU at the moment. Mm, mm. Yeah, I, I don't really love a side here. I just don't trust. I could not press the middle to Mike Norvell, Florida State team in New Orleans playing LSU and feel good about it. I also don't trust this LSU team at all. I'm thinking the over, though. Over 51.5. These two teams at night in New Orleans is going to get drunk as hell. I don't know much about you know either team. Like I know LSU's quarterback was at Arizona State last year. Florida State scored some points last weekend, but their defense looked like shit in Week 0. So I think LSU will be able to score over 51.5 in the Superdome. That is a absolute money play. Give me the over there in the late night Sunday game. It'll also just be fun like on a Labor Day weekend on Sunday when you're like, you've been boozing on Sunday just to kind of curb the hangover from Saturday. You'll be one to pull for some points. Just sprinkle a little bit on the over. Burr, what do you have on this one? You kind of uh, brought up what I said earlier, and that is when you just have no idea. Take one to watch good football. Like my over on that West Virginia Pitt game is solely based on a, a Thursday night. I want to watch good football. I'm going to bet on the over in that situation. I'm going to do the same thing here with you. I have no idea how LSU is going to look. You have no idea how Mike Norvell is going to look either. So, yeah, give me points. Who are you going to be pulling for? Whew, that is a great, great question. Cause these are, it's like the election nowadays. It's like the presidential election. These are two evils you're betting on. This is a political podcast, too. Not a good person. No. Brian Kelly, a very not good person. He's got a family, though. He does have a family, and I think they're uh, they're having a big crawdad boil right before the game. Mm. They're gonna have to YouTube how to boil crawdad. Everyone in there, everyone in their Labor Day white with some crawdads. That's not a good combo. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Give me that. I'm pulling for Florida State just out of principle. Yeah, I just. But I I feel like it's I'd rather take the evil on no the yeah. evil I don't really know. That's fair. Yeah, and but it's I don't like no LSU's evil. Like Brian Kelly's evil. LSU's. Well, well I'm, not, I'm not maybe not evil, but they, I'm saying they're the bad guys. They but but they, I was, Florida State kind of falls into those big national teams who I root against: who, who's Michigan, Ohio State, USC. Like 
LSU did funnel. Actually, maybe less. LSU yes, did funnel recruiting money through a children's hospital. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. And if and their people. head coach did kill a uh, what an assistant? Yeah, because uh, he made making him film during so, a fucking tornado, basically. Yeah, this is just the Death Star bowl. Yeah, pure but evil. but I mean, yeah, actually, yeah, maybe LSU is a little more evil, but sometimes <laughs> the bad guys win. I don't know. It, well, so I so I'm on LSU for two reasons. One being system play. Minus three and a half. half, Yep. In New Orleans, I don't even have to talk about that. But then the other, the other little nugget, I've, I've, you know, was doing some research. Teams that played Week One in the past, I don't even know how many years this would be. Week Zero. Week Zero. Yeah. Excuse me. Which Florida State falls into that? Are twenty nine and fifty against the spread against? I don't even know how many years that is. In Week One. Yes, in Week One, the following week. So twenty nine and fifty. Oh, Lord. I thought you said 15 at first. No, yeah, no, 50. So I kind of thought maybe you would get, like, warmed up after week one and, like, you know, juice is flowing. But it turns out it's the opposite. Well, well, now that you say that, though, like, that means that the other team has some tape on your current, Mm -hmm. on the the team that played in week zero. Yeah, yeah. To do a little scouting as opposed to the other team, especially a team with, like, a first-year head coach and a new quarterback like LSU that doesn't, like how the hell does Mike Norvell yeah, prepare? They, for they that have team? no idea what he's going to exactly. Do. Ooh, that's spicy. Who's starting yeah. quarterback for LSU? It's not Jaden Daniels. Yeah, right? yeah, it, it is going to be Jaden Daniels. That's it. I don't, I don't care who's starting. I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to take LSU no matter what. Minus three and a half. I in New Orleans. I mean, yeah, uh, like the I week said, zero stat. Yeah. Uh, and, and two, this is another. This is another one where it's like you're getting a marquee win in your first game. Yeah, as a head coach, that's true. And Mike Norvell's a dead end walker. Yeah. Like he, there's no way he survives more than like two more years at Florida State. So, like, I, like I said, I, I don't want to bet on LSU. Like something feels slimy about that. I couldn't bet on Florida State because that feels even worse. So, I'm taking the over. But I, I love your reasoning there. That yeah. You might have. But the, 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 the only hesitation I have is that 85 percent of bets are on LSU. But. Yeah. Do y'all think this is going to be a home-and-home thing? Like, do, no, it's a, no. That's a, it's a, a neutral, whatever. Yeah. That's like when we played Florida State in Orlando like three or four years ago down yeah. there. Like, that was that was a neutral site game, but there was a shit ton of Florida State fans because we were, like, literally right in their backyard. Never a good thing. Mean, we lost that game, too. So, never, never that a first half, though. That first half, we were the national champions in the first four drives. But that's it for the card this week, boys and girls. I'm going to fire off a few more. Across the weekend, Thursday night, Penn State playing at Purdue. This goes against Boomer's system here. I'm taking Purdue plus three and a half at home in West Lafayette. This is more of just a quarterback situation here. The Purdue quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, AOC, he was a dog last year, similar to the dog. Juicy ass? Yeah, juicy ass. Also a dog. Big AOC vibes. He slings it. The Penn State quarterback Clifford, Sean Clifford, I think, he stinks. I don't know if y'all remember that game against uh, Illinois last year where they went to seven or nine overtimes. How could I forget? He's back. It's like his sixth or seventh year. They went to nine overtimes last year and lost to Illinois like 19 to 18. <laughs> in nine overtimes, it was the grossest game ever. It's like, that's who the quarterback is still for Penn State. So give me the better quarterback at home in West Lafayette on a Thursday night. That crowd's going to be rocking. Give me, uh, give me Illinois plus three at Indiana. Illinois, this goes against also your system of week zero teams, but maybe this is this is why I saw Indi- I saw Illinois 
look good last weekend, and their defense is solid. Offense is just a burnt team that runs the ball down your throat. Indiana stinks. They have Connor Bazelak as their head as their quarterback from Missouri last year, who is horrible. What was that line? Uh, three. They're they're plus three at Indiana. Oh uh, yeah, ride with Bert again. Yeah, go Bert, big Bert here. Indiana was two and ten last year. Tom Allen, I think, is a good coach. I think he caught lightning in a bottle in that uh, COVID season with the quarterback who was really Penix. good. Yeah, Michael Penix. So give me Illinois and Burt plus three there. And then my last one is Louisville minus four and a half against Syracuse. Malik Cunningham is back. Louisville won 41 to three last year, and Syracuse sucks. So maybe I'm falling into a trap only laying four and a half here, but I will do it thinking I have the best quarterback and the better team. So give me Louisville plus four and a half. Do either one of you have any juicy locks outside of what we already talked about? Yeah, I've got a couple things. Um, my first one is Georgia State at South Carolina. South Carolina's got two huge games coming up with at Arkansas and then back at home against Georgia. Uh, Georgia State returns like everybody. Yep. I mean, I'm thinking like 20 out of 22 stars Except on Except their side head coach. Except their head coach. But you know who their head coach is now? No. Clay Helton, the USC head coach from last year. Wow. You used to always come back to Arkansas. I think he's always coming back to USC this year. Yeah. Um, Georgia State returns everybody. I hate the fact that it's Clay Helton now. He's kind of – I actually well, think – good moments. They, 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 uh, they ran him out of town because yeah, they knew yeah. they could get Lincoln Riley. Yeah, they, they pitched for him for sure. But um, Georgia State returning everybody. Uh, 12 points is a lot. Shane Beamer all offseason has been doing these, like – Cool, fun, like dances and videos, trying to be like Eric Musselman. No one can be like Eric Musselman coming back to Arkansas. Um, but, he, but he's been like making all these just ridiculous comments. He's giving me some Chad Morris vibes coming back to Arkansas. Um, I'm considering the Georgia State money line. Make as a Walmart. Well. Make Plus, a Walmart reference. I don't know. Is there a Walmart in Columbia, South Carolina? I would assume so. It's probably shitty. Also, I just don't trust Spencer Rattler either. That almost made my card, but I haven't dove too deep in there. Like, it was like, oh, Spencer Rattler, he's like one of the most dynamic transfers in the market this year. Like, he sucked in Oklahoma last year. Just because he changed colors of maroon doesn't mean he's going to be good all of a sudden. Boomer, you got anything? Uh, the only one I've got is uh, what Tennessee versus what Ball State. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to take Tennessee here, minus 35 and a half. Oh, it, it's, it's a large number, but... System I, play. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. That's an obvious uh, system play, so i got to get... No, but I, I, I think... Gotta have, I, that, gotta have that hook at, 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 uh, at five touchdowns. I, I, I think Tennessee is going to be able to put up a ton of points this year. They did and, the same thing last year, too. They had a super high uh, Thursday night spread, and yeah, took and, 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 and I think, too, it being the third... On Thursday night, uh, whatever. I, I I think that's gonna. Like, I I've talked to a couple of buddies that were driving driving over to uh, Knoxville uh, today, and I, I think everyone's gonna be fired up for that game, and I I think they will easily cover this. I've got they'll, one. They'll win by fifty points. I've got one more little thing. Um, I actually just heard before I entered the studio, and that is Auburn. The hits keep on coming. Their projected starting center. Has just medically retired from football. <laughs> oh, no. oh God! And I don't know if this will apply, or I don't know if this applies when you play Mercer as your first game. But teams that have recently lost their starting center 
um, do not cover the spread 80% of the time. Where the hell did you find You just made that no, up. That, 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 there's no way to keep track yeah, of that. that's bullshit. Some, some Vegas nerd. <laughs> you SEC Mike, SEC so, Mike was, I was listening to SEC Mike on the way here. I need to see you retweet that before I believe anything that you said. Yeah. He said he was in some Twitter, he was in some Twitter spaces last night. In some Vegas nerd. Vegas dork. Uh, somehow did all the research. 80%. I don't know if it works against Mercer. I've been trying to find there's out. No there's no line. There's no line right yeah, now. Yeah, there's no line, so it doesn't really work out for us. But maybe we try that game, too. Let's see who Auburn so, plays. So, so what do you Same set game. that line at? They'll, they'll, they'll they'll I'm, say, I'm saying if, you, if you're the book. It'll be like 42 points. Like yeah. they'll, 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 We'll be a line come game day. So I hope Vegas doesn't hear about this. Are you just saying? Probably do um, listen to the pod. Yeah, well, they definitely listen. But, like, no way Vegas tracks any sort of, like, Injuries for teams. No, that would be absurd. All right, their second game is San Jose State. I think think Nick Starkle is back for his 12 year year college (laughs) football. That's good. Not I I swear to God. And so I'm going to take. I'm an early pick. I'm taking San Jose State next week. That's electric. Well, uh, maybe just sprinkle Mercer money line week one. (laughs) Whenever that line comes out. The, the the center is out. Mercer has an advantage. Well, I mean, it's uh, system play. System play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's gonna be my system play this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna just look at every offensive line depth chart from the week yes. before, and if the center is out, yes, center out only. There, you'll have you'll have two plays all year. What? Well, that might not be bad. It's a uh, you know shotgun style. Yeah, uh, yeah. Team. Well, I mean, T.J. Finley plus a new center that cannot be a, a good recipe for for Auburn there on the plains against uh, even against Mercer. So that is it for this week's card, boys and girls. It's gonna be an electric week one. We got games all the way running through Monday. We'll be back next week with week two picks and to recap this electric week one. But until then, I love you. What's poppin'? Who you Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. I can put the ball in the end zone. Put a bad bitch in the friend zone.